0: Last time in the Maelstrom Galaxy, you explored the silo, uncovering both its secrets and the secrets of the people who built it. But many things remain mysterious. Who is Kavoris? And what part did this mysterious being have to play in what happened to these people? And what happened to the world they inhabited? The silo has given you all the answers it can. It's time to open the pod.
1: Carell, do you still have that bomb?
2: No. You don't. <laughs> the one time we needed a bomb, and you don't have it, you brought the bomb to a fucking wedding. Carell just starts heading towards the exit. Insight
3: okay. check. That's... I want to know if Carell actually does have the bomb or not. Oh does yeah, it... yeah, I want to know too. Oh my god. Um, fourteen. Twenty-two. <laughs>
2: does
4: Carell have the bomb?
5: Corel does not have the bomb.
4: Okay, Kevin, let's actually fuck out of this hole. I keep saying this. That's what
5: Corel's doing.
4: <laughs> Corel's gone. I think I'm gone. follow them. I'm Th- gone. I'm leaving with Corel.
5: I think we've all left.
4: Thank yeah. God. You leave the hole. We go up this
0: ramp. Well done.
5: Just a bit of a flavor thing uh, as we go up the ramp. Yes. Uh, Corel is ha- sort of hiding. They've, they're trying not to be seen by the rest of the party at this point in time.
4: I think while we're going up, I lead o- I lead over to Faraday. You might want to talk to them. They seem pretty shaken up. And I tried to say something and it went
3: poorly. Um, yeah, Slurp, I think I'm just going to give Carell some space.
4: Yeah, that's fair just now, but like later, maybe when we're not in a hole or about to die or anything. Yeah,
3: I'll check in with them later, but sometimes they just need some time to process.
4: Yeah, yeah, I think I kind of messed that up a
5: bit.
3: Corel
1: uh, are you you're leading presumably
5: I think I'm up ahead
1: at the back because Corel's a little bit further away at the back I'm gonna cast past without a trace on the rest of us. good idea,
0: okay, so Corel at the front, you're moving slowly and carefully enough like because you're moving quite consciously because you don't want to be seen. I'll say that up ahead you spot a square of the floor which is not the same color as the rest of the floor
5: an investigation check
0: yes. Please do. 22. There's something about that floor which gives you the dreadful feeling that it might just disappear if you were to step on it. Uh, Also, like, the ground around it is darker. It's, like, kind of scorched. But, like, evenly all around it, like, something scooped in towards that patch.
5: So is it like um, a a hole?
0: A bit like a a garbage compactor combined with a hole. Oh, God.
5: Okay. Is there any sign of, of mechanisms that I could disarm?
0: With that roll, I will say that you see, as you're kind of squinting ahead, you see something shiny, like something very small and shiny, like glitter for a second on the wall on the other side of the tunnel from you. It's not within that scorched area, but you just see like like a lens reflect for a second.
5: Hmm. I just turn back for a moment and pause. Yep, Pause. Um, and I go to uh, inspect the lens.
0: Uh, yeah, sure thing. I'll carry that investigation over. Uh, basically, it's like, you know, like in front of an automatic door. It seems to be a teeny tiny sensor bar, which you suspect might have something to do with the traps activation. Like if you were to walk in front of a certain area or something.
5: If it detected something, it would set off the trap?
0: Yeah, like an automatic door kind of thing. Like it, okay. w- if it saw something.
5: I'll try and disarm it. Go ahead. Intelligence proficiency, I suppose I'd be using like my thieves tools. Yeah, I think thieves
0: tools Tools to try and sort this. Uh sixteen. Do you think Corell's instinct would be to cover the lens, or do you think Corell's instinct would be to like try and disable the actual mechanism?
5: I think disable the mechanism.
0: Okay, so you kind of gingerly get your hands in alongside that sensor bar, like while keeping your body out of sight and you manage to like use your claws to pry open the casing and you can see the wires inside and it's a bit of like a breath of relief because while this kind of sensor thing is a bit unfamiliar the inside is reassuringly similar to other like sensory based devices that you've seen so you're able to kind of um, pull gently kind of pull the wire contacts apart and there's like a an alarming groaning whining sound for a second and then the sound settles and the ground around you seems to kind of go very still and yeah you appear to have disabled the trap. clear does that mean we can come now yes you carry on up this ramp. Um, I think you, honestly, in all honesty, I think you walk for about half an hour up this gradual slope and eventually you don't see a light up ahead but the roof of the tunnel starts to get shorter
2: and you feel a very light breeze around your knees. Can I roll investigation to see if I could tell where exactly in the area it's coming from? Okay. The, the, the wind. Four. Uh, okay. you called it the second we left the bottom of the hole, <laughs> my talent's just pff, gone.
0: With a four, you think someone farted.
2: <laughs> oh, schlup! Why are, would you fart like that?
4: There are so many reasons why there could not have been me.
2: <laughs> oh, I'm a site. I can't fart. How could it have been me? I, I don't that.
4: have any gases in me. Can I? can I figure out if the air if the air still feels weird and crackly? Yes, you can. That'll be an arcana. Eight. <laughs> I think you're
0: too distracted by the
4: fart comment. Because I wanted to do a gust to do a joke, but then I'm like, I don't want to accidentally kill us for a joke. You don't know for sure. <laughs> I think because of that, I don't do it.
1: <laughs> Doctor Bonham, I know you were um you were wanting to destroy this for safety's sake, but since we can't do magic down there without potentially opening a rift in. The fabric of reality. How? I don't know. The thing is, there's no sign that we went in there.
0: There's no trace of us going in the hole. So, theoretically, we have
1: time. I'll stay here. So, by stay here, do you mean on this site or on this planet? On this planet. I think I'll head back
0: to Tourmaline. Gather some friends. You know, archaeologists can be dangerous
1: when they want to be. I don't doubt it. I'm friends with Corel. Um glad we've got that covered. I didn't want you thinking we'd broken our promise.
0: To be honest, I think you five have got more important things to be doing than helping me fill in a
1: hole. That's one way to put it. If you see Tali, can you tell her I need to talk to her? I will. Uh, thank you. And I sort of... Walk off like, ah, (laughs) not making that noise, but giving that vibe. Marty watches you go for a
0: second, and then she goes, "Oh shit!" and she fiddles with her wrist and peels off her watch, and then she hurries up behind you, Lorelei, and taps you on the shoulder and holds the watch out to you, and she says, "Now, I will want this back, but if you're going to be dealing with the greatest discovery in the whole of the maelstrom
1: without me." You're gonna need this. Oh, thank you. I will, um, I mean, we picked up some of the crystals, so hopefully, um, we'll be able to make a couple of our own and then get this back to you.
0: On on the spirit of telling people things, could you tell the discovery when you meet them that I say hi? They won't know who I am, but I'm very excited to talk to them. Oh, um,
1: the bird people. Or person, who knows? i'm hoping it's people that would be terribly sad to just be person that's true
0: but how exciting at the same time sorry i'm just excited anyway it is incredibly
1: exciting but now i'm starting to think about whether they're adults or old and wise or babies and that's terrifying we don't know how to look after an alien baby oh no you already got one it's (sighs) me Schlurp is Lorelei thinking that they're having a private conversation, and Schlurp is just right behind them. <laughs> Lorelei looks around.
2: Right, right, right like, you're like, hey. Hey. Hey, what's up?
1: Like, hey. you got like, me. Oh, fuck. Schlurp? It's me. I'm the baby. Yes, we know. That's. I'm okay. And Lorelei just sort of sighs deeply and walks ahead. <laughs>
3: I was going to give Marty our, uh, like, comms details in ah, case she needs to contact okay. us.
0: She takes them and nods at you and is like, I will be calling. Where where are you based? Like, where is this pod? Where is the person? Do you want to come with us? No, I need to deal with the silo, but I'll be there
1: in a, in a bit. The pod's been a jellyfish, isn't it? Yeah. The jelly. I don't know what that is, but I'll find out. The jellyfish is the home base of the Lady Zenith. Am I supposed to know who that is?
6: Ooh Where uh <laughs> Rava.
4: You know Rava? That empty moon? Head to New Analu. Yeah, it's not empty anymore. It things have happened. I really should sometimes pay attention to
0: things that aren't bones. I believe your friend and she points ahead at Krell, might just have found the end of the tunnel. They have indeed. Uh, There's another blast door. It's like set at an interesting angle, like as if it's uh, absolutely flat on the ground. Obviously you're beneath it, so it's above your heads.
3: I would like to approach Corel, still giving them some space, but I am going to pat them on the shoulder and just be like, are you all right, party cry?
5: Corel doesn't say anything, but they move their hands slightly and send a message.
3: What? What? Ducking magic?
5: Oh yeah, I forgot. Um...
3: Well, no, you could do oh. a check just because could Schlepp couldn't tell because of the fog. Yeah, why not?
5: I'll do an arcana check. I've got a little magic training. Nope, I- that was a four.
0: <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> you could always write a message.
5: Yeah, that's what I was going to do. Just send a quick message. Just a slightly weak smile in, in Faraday's direction and just write, talk later.
3: Cool. I can't wait to get out of this fucking hole. Same here. Can we leave the hole Yeah, <laughs> Yeah,
5: I was going to investigate the blast door. Can we just yeah. open
4: the blast door?
5: Yeah, that's what I wanted to do.
4: <laughs> to investigate the door.
5: 24.
0: With a 24, you get the impression that this is some kind of emergency door, and there's like a big pulley handle for you to plunge. Do it. Just do it. Get us out of yeah, here. Yeah,
5: that's what I'm going to do.
0: You basically punch it with both hands and the door groans and heaves above you and like a rain of soil falls on your heads and slides down the tunnel. Corell, you manage to like push at the door and it, the doors and they swing up and crash down onto the sand. Yeah, you're all blinded by the, what feels like the early
1: morning sun. I step out. Stealthily. Stealthily. Let's stealth out of this hole. Thank you, Jess. But covering our tracks. Pass Without Trace also has the benefit of nobody contract you by non-magical means so if we close up after ourselves and like kick some dust on yeah because we're, we're stepping into a very sandy place it's easy to get footsteps out of sand okay the five of you uh the six of you including
0: marty climb out onto the sands of moketel you're kind of looking carefully around but like the dig site is not in sight my bike <laughs> but the good news is you aren't in the dig site, so you're no longer under the dig site's
4: weird bubble. Never yeah, bad news, our bikes are there. Is it your bike, Slab? Yeah, for one thing, that's a bike that I own. For you guys, it's fine, sort of, but that's
5: my bike. Also, that was our, our way of getting back to tourmaline.
1: As our wonderful DM just says, we're outside of the comms bubble. We can just call Junie and she can bring the ship. And then she can take me to collect my bike. <laughs> At the Dick site. Like, <laughs> stop.
2: I think we might have to write off the bike.
4: I just gave that thing a name. I had to
1: pay to get a license. Get a new one. The, the name too. You're all paying for it. <laughs> no. No, we aren't. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe for a birthday, if you're willing to Somewhere wait. Somewhere down, down in the Corsair, someone's like, my best friend
4: died, but at least I got this sick hog.
1: <laughs> oh God, Someone's I was driving my bike
4: around.
2: Vroom, vroom.
4: <laughs> well, I guess I need to mark bike off my inventory
2: now. Anyway, let's call Junie.
4: We lost unimaginable things this
2: journey. <laughs> Faraday, do you want to call Junie? Have her come pick us up?
3: Yeah, I'm going to call Junie. Everyone who wants to be in the call, come and gather round. I'll come, I'll come. I'll
2: come. <laughs> Corel does not
5: come.
3: (laughs) Uh, Okay, so you start to
0: ring Junie, and it takes a couple seconds. Ring, ring. And it takes a couple more seconds. Ring, ring. And then it picks up, and you get, like, a side view of Junie's face, and she's kind of nodding and saying, like,
7: Yeah, that does sound really, like, irresponsible. I I can't imagine, like, not contacting my publicist for days.
2: Oh, no. That
7: sounds like really stressful. I'm really sorry to hear that. One second, uh, my wife is uh, on the other line. Faz, you're very sandy.
3: Oh, yeah, hey, babe, can you, um, can you come pick us up?
0: Yeah, uh, she leans around and is like, where are your bikes?
3: Oh, uh, somewhere. I mean, if you spot them on the way over, please let us know, but...
7: Okay, um, does this have anything to do with the fact that I've had no less than ten people knock on the
0: airlock in the last hour and then they hear a banging in the distance and she goes eleven
1: are all of them somewhat disgruntled and scruffy looking uh no
7: but I keep getting people who have the Corsair symbol who look kind of pissed off. They keep trying to like shoot the ship, but they're using like little handguns, the hand blasters, it's quite funny. And I have
0: this kid. And she like picks up the webcam and like points it down over the bridge balcony and down in like the living room, you can see like that scrappy teenage thief sat on one of your couches with their booted feet on the sofa. They're eating like, who's who's snack? Who's got a favorite snack? It's some of Carell's meat muffins. <laughs> it, they're eating, like, they're plowing through Carell's meat muffins with terrifying gusto. Oh
2: no, poor Carell! They've had such a rough time. This is you, right? I mean, they're, f-
7: like, <laughs> why? Why? Reason. Uh, that,
2: that uh, uh, uh,
7: guilt. Anyway, if your bikes aren't there, do you want to lift?
3: Yes, please. please.
7: Please. Just sit tight and don't, like, burn the desert down.
3: I will mourn my bike.
7: Faz? Hmm. Love ya.
0: (laughs) Love you too. And then she kind of turns aside and is like,
7: Luella, just give me a second, okay? I gotta go pick up my dumb friends and my beautiful wife.
4: I definitely heard that, didn't I? Yes. (laughs) Oh yeah, you did. And then she hangs up the call. (laughs) I think Schlub does stiffen a bit. Cool. Cool. Cool.
2: You okay there, Schlub?
1: Yep. Can we close up the emergency doors and like cover it up so people driving past don't think to stop?
0: Yeah, I will say that as a group, it's quite easy because Krill pushed these doors open alone. So I'll say that as a group, it's quite easy for you to just lever the doors back into place and scoop sand over the top and make it look like nothing was ever there. And by the time you're done with that, there's a humming in the distance and then a hurricane of sand. And then the KJ comes arcing into view over the dunes and swings around the fire, the six of you before landing on the sand, the dunes are very unstable, so the like the ship is very tall, so it kind of wobbles and slides a bit down the slope, and like its fins flare out, but it manages to steady itself, and then the the ramp, the ground ramp, like flips out, and the garage opens up, so you can enter.
2: On we go. I'm so covered in so much sand.
4: I've stuck some of the sand to my body with my own spit. I'm probably like incredibly hot to the touch because I'm made of metal. That sand sounds really
0: coarse and irritating.
4: And it gets everywhere.
0: It gets everywhere.
4: <laughs> oh, for God's sake.
0: Yep. You board the ship and yeah, I, like, I think Junie lifts off before you're even like, you've even reached the bridge. So the ship starts moving under you, like as you take the the lift up to your various floors and wherever you want to go. And the, the ship starts to ascend directly into space and the, the comms crackle. And then you hear Junie's voice saying, uh, hang on tight, folks. Uh, the Corsairs aren't very pleased. I keep getting really mean messages over the comm.
2: you go to voicemail.
0: Where do you guys go? Like the ship is just leaving Atmo. It's heading out. Where are we going? Marty's like, I'm still on board.
4: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Marty's with us now. Could you tell your friend
1: I need to go back to Tourmaline? Well, I, I... um, uh, yes. I guess we head to the bridge. I mean, is it a good idea for us to go back to Tourmaline
2: now? But
4: I thought I was going to deal with the silo.
2: Okay, yeah. The best
4: I can offer is if we if we go in really close there. I can I've still got dimension. <laughs> throw you
2: out the window.
4: <laughs> no, I still have dimension door. So if need be, I can kind of dimension door her back and then get me back. She looks at you like you're crazy. And then she
0: goes, no. And then she kind of like, I think at this point you're probably on the bridge. And yeah. she just she goes to the windows and looks down at like the atmospheric curve of Mocatel and like how the sky is darkening, the stars are appearing. And she just says in a very quiet voice, I haven't left Mocatel in years. And she turns back towards you guys and she goes, maybe it was a bit ambitious to say I would deal with the sailor by myself. Dr. Bonham, where do you want to be? She kind of hesitates and is like, I just made a great discovery, which I can't really tell too many people about, and I don't think I'm going to ever see anything that interesting ever
1: again. You might if you stick around with us.
2: Yeah, we, we, see, we see a lot of interesting things. Here's how I see it, right? Would you like to stay on Mockatel and become a guerrilla fighter, or would you like to come with us and help uncover the mysteries of the ancient universe?
3: Well, I mean, would you put it that way? <laughs> Dr. Bonham, you know more about this than anyone in the galaxy. <laughs> and, I mean, we're going to go see the pod.
2: Do you want to meet those people?
3: Yeah, we're going to go
1: see the pod. Maybe I don't have to deliver your message. You can deliver it yourself.
0: Well, um... Then she looks again at Moctel, and then she goes, Okay. Okay. A period of time passes, and the red disc of Mokotel retreats until it's just a small marble in the distance. The jump gate is ahead of you, but there's a bit of a queue today. Sometimes, even in space, there's traffic, is what I will say. So you're kind of stuck in a bit of an orbit around the jump gate, waiting for a while before you'll be able
2: to get through. This is meant to be escapism.
0: (laughs) No. Why are you
2: doing this to me?
0: No escape from traffic. While you're stuck, I will say that the ship isn't necessarily on autopilot, but Junie's, who's been stuck on this ship for a couple of days by herself, um, she's definitely kicked up her feet and given it, given the helm to like the first person who will accept it. So I'll take it. Okay, Faraday's at the helm. In which case, Junie's just kind of there, like, she looks at you, Faraday, and she kisses the top of your head, and then she's like, I love you. I've not seen you in like a day or two, but like, I really need to not be in the bridge.
3: Yeah, it's understandable. For a while. Go and do something fun.
0: Okay. And yeah, she takes the lift and disappears into the ship somewhere.
1: I want to talk to the vagabond who is now our child, who I don't know the name of yet.
5: They're going to offload them. They've got a job waiting.
1: Lorelei grabs two cups of chamomile tea and heads over to the, the youth
0: They still got their feet, like booted feet on your sofa.
1: I immediately whack their feet. I'm like, no. I don't remember what their voice was. They Uh, weren't supposed to come back.
2: It was like Cockney.
1: Dom, what the fuck are you doing that for? You're putting your dirty boots on my friend's very nicely upholstered sofas. At least have the courtesy to take your shoes off first. Oh, is that a thing? That's very much a thing, yes.
0: Oh, all right. And looking a bit cowed, this tall, gangly youth pulls their feet off the sofa and like sets to kind of undoing these laces. They're kind of crusty.
1: They maybe haven't untied their shoes in a long time. Uh. Okay, so you've been here for a little while. It looks like instead of being picked up from Mockatel, you're going to come with us to New Analu and you're going to be picked up from there. All right. Be cool to see some trees. You've never seen a tree before, have you? This is so sad. No, I mean, I live on Mnokotel. I've seen loads of dead
0: trees. There's like a whole forest of them in the caverns and in the coal mine. But like, I've never seen a
1: tree tree before. We'll cover that later. Um, The thing I came to talk to you about is you are going to be spending around two weeks on this ship with us. And I've realised I have no idea what your name is. (laughs) Oh,
4: Paige, it's cool. It's a human name. You just got to think of a human name. <laughs> Don't panic, <guys.
2: laughs> I have a normal human name.
1: Ryan. My name's Ryan. That's a name. Ryan, a common human name, if I am correct. Um, well, Ryan, it's a pleasure to meet you. My name is Lorelei and I stick my hand out. Oh, uh, yeah, and um, fist bumps your hand. How do I approach this without sounding like a poncy asshole? Um, The world you're about to move into is very different, very, very different to the one you've grown up in. Yes? I don't know, is it? Yes, is the answer. Are
2: they about to go work for pirates?
5: They are a legitimate business.
2: <laughs> <laughs> F- um, fancy,
4: fancy pirates.
2: No. They... Cr- Crick's a fancy pirate. <laughs> No, I'm a fancy smuggler. There's a difference.
0: Mandy went legit.
2: Yeah, I helped out with that. I'm proud of it.
1: (laughs) So they are a legitimate business enterprise. Oh, and they wink. (laughs) Oh, no, no, genuinely. They used to be pirates, but they're not anymore.
0: Oh, I didn't know you could do that, really.
1: Well, you're about to undergo the transformation yourself. However, I think... Perhaps some of your lack of knowledge of the way society outside of Mocatel and the Corsairs may lead you to be in trouble because you're accidentally rude to people. We have two weeks. Would you like me to teach you how not to be rude accidentally? Eh. Could you teach me how to be rude on purpose? We can do a bit of both. I, myself, wasn't brought up in wider galactic society so i can maybe give you the perspective of an outsider sure thing fancy pants Mm, fair enough first off i go about trying to find a way to clean and mend their clothing and i was just like did you get the chance to go and spend the money i gave you on new clothes um i was in the shop right and i was trying things on right and then the corsairs went nuts uh yes that was us lion rabbits bug gods uh is fine <laughs> okay come 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 with me ryan and i basically just spend the next two weeks just laurel <laughs> was
4: like oh children
1: and now she's like a child <laughs> this is,
4: she's doing my fair lady on this
1: kid <laughs> i'm I'm my, I'm my my fair ladying this child was trying not to completely eliminate and any semblance of personality that he has Amazing, <laughs> amazing. Okay, so that's what Lily really spends her fortnight doing, which I adore. She's trying to be respectful, but also make it so that he doesn't immediately fuck up. Okay. I
4: need to do social media stuff. I
1: probably missed a day,
4: didn't I? Oh yeah. I think one of the things I upload is like a like a new demo of a of a music track. Probably centered around bug gods or something. <laughs> you get a load of
0: comments like an avalanche of comments from from a load of people who are like oh my god silent for so long you're supposed to be based in new Analu. like why haven't
4: you said anything about what happened i think i also, i make a post about how i'm taking some time for, for my mental health and thinking about how best to help the city in the ways that i can i think you do lose a couple followers but that appeases them
0: for a while
4: during this time, I am contacting Prisha about this because I made that whole thing. I'm not going to... I'm going to tell her everything now. I kind of tell her vaguely what we found. Um, I guess I probably would not mention the Kavoris thing. Here's what happened. We're coming back now. Woo. She
0: sends you back a message that just says, proud of you. Aww.
4: Heart emoji. Love
0: Thanks it. for telling me.
4: Uh, I, send, I send a heart emoji back to her.
0: My heart. Corel Yeah. Where do you think you hang out on the ship?
5: Corel hasn't left their room for days.
0: Oh. Oh my.
5: Karell, okay. you need to
0: eat. So, I think Junie kind of wanders the ship for a while. And initially, she is looking for peace and quiet for herself. But after a while, she's kind of like, I haven't seen Corel like in the armory taking notes of people doing sparring. I haven't seen them in like the hot bathroom enjoying the hotness. And then I think she is going to kind of pluck up her courage and go and knock on Karel's
6: door. Bored of D&D? Want to try something else? Why not check out Control Group? We test systems so you don't have to. Using our patented mini campaigns along with one-shots, we test how far you can stretch systems with our unique ideas and broad storytelling. Our mission statement is to give a voice to those not often heard in the TTRPG community. So whether it be a system you've never heard of, or our testers being people of color, people on the LBGTQIA plus spectrum, we want to make sure our stories are broad, vast, and told from different perspectives. So whether you want classic roleplaying, or just big goofs, come listen to us try out systems, some of which we've even made ourselves. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts, or... Head over to controlgrouppod.com. That's CTRL, just like the key on your keyboard. There you can find the systems we test along with easily accessible PDFs. So check us out if you're into Monster of the Week, Passion Dales, Passionist, oh, Saw, Fire and Ice, Blazers and Feelings, Gunsight, Void Worlds, Wizards and Wands, Stranded, Interstitial, The Last Shonen, and so much more! Um.
0: Corral? Hmm? Uh, I haven't seen you for a couple days, and the meat muffins again, real low.
5: Um, been busy. Uh, busy? Um, yep, busy.
0: (laughs) Can I talk to you?
5: (laughs) There's a longer than there should be pause. (laughs) And the door opens. The lights are dimmed to almost nothing. <laughs> <laughs> the
0: sadness came. The
5: floor, the walls are just covered in papers and printouts of oh. pictures. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah, full Pepe Sylvia. They've actually done it. Corel is looking a little off, shall we say.
0: <laughs> uh, she pauses in the doorway, mouths wow, and then goes, uh, psych, I actually brought you food and water. And she like pulls the plate out. And um, pulls a plate out, pulls out a Tupperware and is like, and, and exposes it and reveals that she's brought you some food and water. And she's like, I'm going to stay here until you eat and drink this. And I'm not going to be moved. And she goes and sits on your Do you have a bed? <laughs> I don't know.
5: Um, Corel has that sort of weird seat type arrangement because they're in the pelter. To...
0: She goes and flops into it.
5: Corel just begins snaffling that down. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's, uh, that's something. Oh, uh, what's going on?
5: There was there were things down there. And they mean something, and I need to figure some these things out. I need I need to do this. This is this is this is the one thing that I can bring to the table at this point, And I I just it's not linking up.
0: Junie like hops out of the chair and like grabs your gesticulating hands and like holds them and is like, hey, 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 hey. Uh, let's wind that back. Uh, what the fuck do you mean by the one thing you bring to the table, mixture like, smarty pants?
5: I can't be the only one who's figured this out. I am... the rest of them are becoming stronger, more powerful, and my skill set is... my mundane skill set is becoming less and less relevant.
0: What relevance does that have to your, like, place in the group? You don't need to, like, earn your play. S-
5: stealth? It, it's not a case of earning. I'm not useful. S- I, s- sneaking doesn't matter much when Lorelei can hide our tracks. My is disguise doesn't much when Shlurp can hide us all. My daggers are pretty irrelevant when you see- compare them against what Mitchell can can do with whatever radiant energy comes out of his weapons. And for goodness sakes, your wife can raise the dead.
0: <laughs> now, that's something she doesn't enjoy, but
5: I- I know, but it's still su- more than I bring to the table, and Karel starts indicating, I'm oh, this, this, it seems to be pretty useless at the moment. Well, why? What do you mean? Because you- I used it, got chewed out by everyone else for you, <laughs> for, for you <laughs> again. And the one consolation was that I thought I'd got something useful out of it, and no, your wife once again managed to get more information out of it with a bit, bit of tech know-how than I did. She kind of stands there. I'm not. We are moving into really big, scary things, and while I think the others are going to get to a point where they can handle, I'm beginning to wonder if I can, if I'm going to get there, Corral.
0: You know what I think about sometimes when I can't sleep? When I'm thinking about everything that's happening. I think about the fact that of all of us in this weird situation, I haven't seen anything. I'm not trying to make it about me, but I'm saying that whenever I think about my wife and I think about her growing on to become godlike or powerful or whatever, I always think to myself... Well, if I'm not there, at least Carell will be. I never doubt that. It reassures me. You are incredibly smart, Corel. But your brain sometimes works a little bit too fast for your heart to catch up. And you end up in these little tight circles. And I get it. I'm not trying to, again, not about me, but like, I I get it. I think I I understand it like more than you'd guess. And you have so much to bring. This party would be dead, like, a billion times over without you, and not just in the past. Like, Carell, you have ideas, and your friendship, as well, is worth so much more than you give it credit for. Faz, Faz struggles a lot more than she lets on. She has nightmares. Not like Crick's nightmares, but like, she, you know she's on her depression meds. Like, she, she's really struggling. And you're one of the only reasons why she feels like she can, like, give orders and try out her powers and... Because she wants to keep up with you.
5: Carell chuckles at this.
0: <laughs> I'm not lying. I would say that everyone on the ship looks up to you in some way. We, we all respect the shit out of you. And I did hear from Faz a little bit of what went down in the hole. The silo? I guess it's not a hole, I don't know. But, like, Corell, if it's any consolation, I would have probably smacked a couple of them. Because I would have done exactly the same as you.
5: They didn't ask. They didn't... I thought what I took was a calculated risk, mostly to me, to gain information, and they didn't even ask me what I saw. They just chewed me out over it. It's not, I don't blame them exactly, it's just I'm even beginning to question my own judgment in these matters.
0: Was it like it made you worry that the feeling of being not of use was real? Because you were just dismissed?
5: It's reinforced some lines of thought that have been existing for some time.
0: She shakes her head and she's just like no, no, no. No, 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 See, the thing is, I always want to, like, surname you, but you, you're just Corell. So it feels... I want to be like, Corell, dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum, but there's no more name.
5: <laughs> yeah, it's... Look, co- cultural dissonance, I get it. I get no, it.
0: it. it's fine. It, it's honestly, like, in my in my head, sometimes I'm like, Corel, Zenith Lewis. Like, you're effectively a sibling at this point. Come on.
6: Yeah,
5: yeah. <laughs>
0: Seriously, look, I am... I feel useless a lot of the time. And it can be really hard to deal with that. It can be hard to deal with being the person left behind, and when your wife can, like you said, raise the dead, <laughs> it just kind of put your own pew- pew, I could do some fire magic, but I'm shit with guns. It really brings it into perspective. But listen, like, you're pretty fucking cool girl. And I don't like many people. I've seen a lot of incompetent people. My mom has killed a lot of incompetent people. (laughs) (laughs) Heck, you want, like, the biggest vote in your favor? My mom likes you.
5: Corellas visibly surprised at that.
0: (laughs) She doesn't like anyone. (laughs) But she likes you. And I think that part of that is the fact that you and I are... I don't know. I don't want to say different, but, like, we'll do things sometimes. Because, ultimately, we think this is worth it. Whatever happens to me. And I'm not saying the others don't feel like that, but I think you and I are a little bit more cavalier with it at the moment. And I don't think Faraday would be proud of us for it, but she kind of has to deal with it. Because I don't know how to turn it off. She
5: more than implied, she... She questioned... I felt... She questioned whether I trusted her, them, all of them. That... That hit hard. People say funny shit when they're scared. (laughs) I have some experience with that.
0: You guys have been through a lot. I'm not saying forgive and forget and just move on like that, but I'm just saying... It's a very stressful situation. You have a lot to give. None of these people are ever going to give up on
5: you. I just worry that while what you say is true, there will come a point where I am more of a liability than an asset.
0: That is categorically untrue. Besides, at the end of the day, I don't want to go in a fight if you're not there.
5: Well, just so we're clear, Judy, the first time we... Met you blew a pirate captain's head off, so
0: and like, what I, have I, I done since then?
5: I know i'm just I'm still a little in awe of you. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> you made a strong first impression,
0: Carl. It's like all smoke, screen, and mirrors. I'm just a rubbish version of my mom, like that's all I am like i'm I'm at peace with that. I'm just the dollar store and my mom, but you know not everyone can be the lady' zenith,
5: yeah, that's a lot still. <laughs>
0: Well, agree to disagree, but I think you're cooler than me, so you have to deal with that.
5: (laughs) Alright. Can't argue with that. I should probably do ablutions.
0: I, um, may have booked out the hot pool for you. Ooh. It's under my name. You've got it till three. Have some fun. Wait, no, not like that. Clean.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, clean. Thank you.
0: Hey. Anytime.
1: Would Corel be venturing out again, or returning to being gremlin?
5: Um, not quite one or the other. Uh, Corel's still going to keep to their own space a bit, but they may be... they're maybe they are not going to be lo- have locked the door. Let's put it that way.
4: I think I probably like—I probably don't go and talk to them because <laughs> I'm—I still think about it like, oh god, I said that thing in the corridors. I knew that thing where you say a stupid thing and you think about it for two weeks. Five anxious people stuck on a boat together. (laughs) Basically, Um, I think I I send them a text message saying, basically, like, sorry for everything I said in the whole. You know, you don't know I'm, you know, I'm bad bad at this kind of thing. I just worry about you and everyone. To be honest, we just want you to be safe.
5: Raul just writes, I know.
3: My turn, my turn. Yeah,
5: (laughs) yeah. I'm sure Judy's passed some of that along.
0: You know, she's an informant. (laughs) She tells everything to Faraday.
5: I think Corel knows that deep down.
4: <laughs> what, are you lo- what are you knocking on? The door. Carel's door.
0: the
5: <laughs> uh. door. Just to be clear, the lights are still somewhat dim and there are still a lot more papers about than there should be, but it's not as, it's not as bad as it was when <laughs> Judy came in.
3: Oh, you've been busy? Yeah, yeah. Do you want to be busy in a different direction? Maybe. I'm going to pull out from my bag a skull. Oh, okay. So I wasn't entirely sure what to ask, and it still kind of creeps me the fuck out. So any of these papers you can push to one side.
5: Corral begins doing so. <laughs>
3: <laughs> now, here's the problem that I'm having. When Schlurp decides they are going to stay in their room for a week, I turn off the internet, and that works, and they have to come outside. When you decide you're going to stay in your room for a week... I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> they just read books.
5: <laughs> I mean, it would hamper me somewhat. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but then Shlop would be like, I need my social media or follow and whatever, okay? Mm-hmm. We're going to work out what we're going to ask the skull. And I am going to ask you what you saw. Because I read your notes, but quite frankly, I'd rather hear you describe it yourself. Okay. I'm going to stop making myself comfortable and like sit and be like, begin.
5: I mean, just in the same time, and because I couldn't do it better than Paige, maybe just say that Corell gives an in-depth account of what they saw in their vision.
3: Interesting. Terrifying.
5: Yes, obviously.
3: But interesting. So, like, you know Junie told me, right? It's not really a secret.
5: I expected as much.
3: I wasn't... No, you go. I do
5: trust you, Faraday.
3: I know. I trust you too. I think it's more that I get it. And quite frankly, I was considering the same option. Because there are skulls there, and I'm like, if I could just talk to one of them and find out what it is, and how to defeat it, and maybe it's worth it. And I've been in the position of making stupid positions and letting power go to my head, I mean, and I don't, I kind of freaked out, and I just don't want you to get hurt, but I can't let my fear of you getting hurt get in the way of everything else. Hmm. It's something I'm working on. I get it. But for an incredibly smart person, you can be an idiot sometimes. I can't
5: argue with that. (laughs) All I can say, I thought the main risk was to myself.
3: And you always do that.
5: Well, someone someone has to sometimes.
3: That someone doesn't always have to be you.
5: Corral doesn't have anything to say to that.
3: (laughs) (gasps) Two weeks later... Unless Crick wants to do something.
2: No, I'm good. I'm good. He just played with trains for two two straight weeks. Yeah.
3: Everyone's like, don't forget, Crick
0: has the the pool on Thursdays. He gets the train track out. You don't want to go in there. It's massive
4: trip hazard.
2: (laughs) They just hear muted.
4: (laughs) Maybe Slav gets him to do a a vocal on the track or something. I don't know. Bonding. Dad's here. (laughs) Woo. Oh,
6: my God. God. Raise the roof. (laughs) (laughs) Dad's going to
4: raise the roof.
3: What's up kids? It's me <laughs> I love the idea of Crick like as soon as he gets in front of a microphone just like freezing up <laughs> hello
2: hello Crick you gotta loosen up i'm
3: rad is is this thing on it's what
4: it's working the lights on
2: How? Oh, hi uh insta uh, land
0: I like to think that. Because Crick is recognisable, any of it does like audio clips with their dad, air quotes. Mm. So everyone's like, wow, I love that Schlepp's dad is just this little old man.
2: <laughs> wow. How old do they think I am then?
4: Probably really old. Based like, on how you're using that mic. <laughs> Which way up does it go, sweetheart? <laughs> no, it's, it goes this way, please. <laughs> oh, God.
0: Oh, okay,
2: here I... we go. Right.
0: Oh my! I need to get my glasses. I can't quite see.
2: Uh, oh, there we are. Let's take a look at the <laughs> lyrics here. Oh, good. You're okay, rubbing the wall. <laughs> and now to go play with my trains.
4: Good to see you.
0: Two weeks later. <laughs> <laughs> you joined, did. You can't complain. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, two weeks and a day after you left Mokatel, you are approaching brother. Rava. You exited the jump, goat, jump gate about 40 minutes ago and you're closing in fast on the Rava, Rava atmosphere. It's quite quiet today is what I will say. And already in the distance, you can see the jellyfish as a dark blot on the distant horizon. You arc down into, in through the atmosphere of Rava and the like, as always, the windows glow orange, the roar of re-entry overtakes all of the ship's usual sounds. You're all kind of, presumably you're on the bridge for re-entry. You're all just kind of sat in your chairs, holding the armrests, because no matter how sophisticated technology gets, there's something really hair raising about entering the the atmosphere of a planet. Like it's always going to be visceral and a bit frightening. But after a minute or so, the roar dies back and yeah, you level out and approach the jellyfish. You are Ooh, I think you were expected. So you, you will be greeted by a hand who will like, offer to lead you up to the Lady Zenith's quarters.
3: Does Marty come with us?
0: Yes, she does. And so does Junie. What
5: about Ryan? Ryan stays. <laughs> Ryan stays. And just to confirm, I have communicated the change of plans to, to Mandy.
4: I'm bringing Bugsy mostly because I don't think a combination of a youth. And a lime rabbit on a ship together alone is a great idea.
0: Actually, I will say, given the communication with Mandy Carell, that Mandy is also outside the airlock when you arrive, having seen your ship come into birth. So, um, yeah, she will take the kid, effect, uh, metaphorically by the scruff, and lead them away into a new life.
5: I will just to say, I just, as we say, thank you. Thank you again.
1: Lorelei goes up to Ryan and is like, okay, remember the past two weeks? Be good. Don't die.
2: And so we say goodbye to a throwaway character that Paige never intended to have more than one line. Wow, Ryan's I'm, still. I'm sure we haven't hit the last of Ryan. Anyway, let's go.
4: I do have Bugsy with me, and I'm still alive. What a comfortable lift this is. This is fine. <laughs> Seven
0: of you and a lion rabbit in... Oh, eight of you and a lion rabbit in a lift. I'm loving it. I would say everybody who witnessed the carnage and mocktails probably looking at Bugsy's saber fangs with a little bit more apprehension than usual.
4: I'm just just petting him. Oh,
1: you're such a good boy, aren't you? (sighs) Lorelai has always been aware of how terrifying Bugsy is. Thank you.
0: (laughs) The doors open on the Lady Zenith chambers. They look much the same as they did when you came here right after the wedding. Uh, The throne is out. It's all very formal and fancy. The Lady Zenith is not in her throne. She's standing like five meters away um, talking to Dr Malcolm. But she turns as you enter. Well how do you like the desert
4: it was sandy that sounds coarse and irritating <laughs> oh, <the> Again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was fine i lost my bike i'm gonna need to buy a new
5: bike oh i forgot about the bike
0: yeah she turns to you and is like did you learn
5: there's I- probably people in there people in stasis from a from a pre-trade g- galaxy interstellar civilization probably yes
4: we think there may have been some shenanigans with being shot into subspace, maybe.
2: It's a it's an arc, it's a life pod. It's a time-traveling escape pod, basically.
0: Should I be worried about the fact that I've been keeping it in an airtight container? Yeah, it has been in worse places. Alright. And she snaps a finger and a section of the floor moves. And for a second, you can see how this chamber reconfigures itself time after time. You can see glimpses of other rooms beneath the floor. And then a large box rises up out of the floor and then unfolds itself to reveal the pod inside. And like beside you, you hear Marty Bonham go like kind of quiver with excitement and go, oh,
4: wow. Okay. So once we open this, we're going to, need to figure out a way to... We need to talk to them, basically. Did, did you find out how to open it? <laughs> there was a lot going on. We didn't cover that. <laughs> it's okay. We have a way to read stuff now. She's like got one,
0: one hand like pinching the bridge of her nose. And she's like, you didn't find how to open it. What did you find out?
2: Well, we found her. And I yeah. point to Marty Bonham. We found her,
4: we f- to Bonham. We found that there were people in it. Um... We found out a lot. Yeah, there was a lot. Who we'll cover want... that later. Yeah.
5: Um, Actually, uh, Paige, yes. uh, just a retrospective check. So a lot of what was going on in Karel's room was them trying to crack the, the code of the language. So something to understand it just beyond the, the watch. Mm. How much progress do you think they might have made in the two weeks? I'm happy to roll for it.
0: Oh, see. The thing with languages is it normally takes like a year-ish to learn a new one.
5: It's not necessarily learning the whole thing, but sort of making progress and be able to make a start on it.
0: I would say you could definitely make a start on the grammar kind of stuff of it, which would help a lot if you understand a bit more about sentence structure and like whether they use nouns and verbs the same way. Yeah, I think it's so... more
5: structure than vocabulary okay, cool. at this um, stage. I
0: will take... Uh... I'm going to call it history. 'Cause it's like okay. a more knowledgey wordy thing and it's based off your kind of past experience and training.
5: Alright. Natural twenty.
4: Nice! Ooh.
0: Nice. With a Nat Twenty, I would say that you were able to work out that the species name is the Torelli.
5: Apparently they were called the Torelli. Sorry, I've I've been meaning to say that.
4: No, it's cool. You've been you've been busy. How do we open it?
5: Did I glean it? Is there anything that it would, what I did there that would help us figure out how to open it?
4: You can read the
2: pod. Okay, I'm going to go look at the pod again. <laughs> Please tell me it has literally text saying, press here to open.
4: Carell,
0: um, yeah, you use your knowledge to read the pod. There's a line of text near the side of it somewhere, uh, tucked underneath a shadowed fold, which um basically instructs you to open a hidden panel near the top of the pod by inserting something very thin and long um, to press like a concealed button, which will then open up a hatch, which you can then just pull a handle on and it'll open up the whole thing. Like a damn paper clip? Yeah, like a paper clip oh. kind of thing. Oh, I will say as well, there's a serial number on the pod which says 003 and again, it's got the rest of that message saying like, emergency escape capsule.
2: Okay. So, wait, Corell, does that Pod just have a button saying "press here to open." No, it but it does have a insert here to reset
5: sort of
4: <laughs> so
2: thing. So basically, press to open.
4: I I press a digitate
2: a I don't know a long thin thing. Have I said I like these people? They're very literal people. They had a, just a big sign that said "exit here" back in the bunker. I like these people.
4: Yeah, I press a digitate. I don't know something long and thin that we can stick in there. A paperclip. Yes. Okay, we're doing this. I got my, I got my pokey thing.
5: Corell steps back.
3: <laughs> this is, it's going to be a lot, right? To learn yeah. that, yeah. We need to think carefully about what we're going to say before we just like say something in the heat of the moment. I think we should let one person handle the opening introductions. Tag, not it.
4: I have a spell that. If I cast it on someone, it grants them the ability to understand any spoken language that it hears. And when that target speaks, any creature that knows at least one language and can hear the target understands what it says. So, I guess we choose one person to be like a universal translator?
1: Considering Corel's done the research for two weeks, I think they would be the best person. Yeah, I agree.
2: Yeah, me too. Yeah.
5: All right. First contact with a completely previously unknown species... The fantasy of, of Xeno-anthropologists throughout time.
4: Okay. Um, yeah, so I'll cast tongues on on Corral. It gets cut. Ca- I think it's a touch spell, so I like, put my hand on hand my shoulder. You've got this. You
0: cast tongues? Do you give them your paperclip?
4: Yeah, they could oh, also have the paperclip. Thank you.
0: Uh, Junie locks eyes with you, Coral, and just says, You got this. And then you go and you... I insert the (laughs) paperclip. Yeah, by the pod and insert the paperclip. You feel like the kind of squishy depression of the rubbery button inside. And then, like the instructions said, the top of the pod, a a tiny flicker of light encircles the top of the pod. And then a panel shoots off and flies across the floor, exposing a large green handle.
5: Is it a pull handle? Is it a turn handle?
0: It's a pull handle. Just pull it.
5: (laughs) Okay, I pull it
0: a hairline crack races around the perimeter of the pod and unlike the lid which only flash for a second light pulses all along that crack and then a sheet of smoke pours through it and the pod heats up um, in front of you and levitates slightly off the ground um, and more smoke comes pouring out and then suddenly the top of the pod also flies off with such force that it embeds itself in the ladies and its beautiful ornate wooden ceiling. (laughs) And underneath that sheet of metal, you now see a shimmering magical field. And then the shield flickers and dies and the whole thing kind of dims and sinks to rest on the floor. And the smoke clears. And you can see something inside. Uh, Two somethings, actually are uh, curled so tightly together that they almost seem like one. You've seen these beings before. You know what they are. They lie still for a long seconds. they They're still kind of frosted with flecks of smoke. And then they start to move, and tiny fingers uncurl, and eyelids flutter, and chests shudder, and wings that haven't flapped for thousands of years rise. And two of the Tirilli wake and look up at you and then corral the bigger one this one has patches of blue they're both like semi semi chitinous semi feathered this one has blue chitinous patches and this one says
1: did we win
5: not yet you're a long way from home but because you're here not everything is lost
0: the smaller Tirilli really tilts to look up at you as well. This one has green patches. And this one says, Where's mom and dad? And the older one kind of shushes them and goes, No, oh, we talked about this. And then they look up at you again and they're like, Um, we're, um, messengers of the Torili people.
5: Yes. Yes, we know that much.
0: I am, um, I'm Ayaluma. Of Shushima City. This is Unapima. Um, we were sent to warn you about the World Eater. Do you have governmental body? It sounds like this person is, like, reading off a script they were taught. Yeah. But, Corel, this is a child. Both of them are.
5: That was a question I was going to ask. There are authorities that we can take this information to. Okay. You've done... Your job, as I understand it. Well, we'll make sure that you're comfortable, and well, we might have a few more questions for you.
0: And the little Tarilli lifts their head and then just goes, Okay. Hey, it's Paige Dolby evans your Game Master, host, and resident dog person. I just wanted to say that the Junket podcast wouldn't be possible without the talents of the lovely people behind the characters. That's my wife Leonie as Dr. Faraday Zenith-Lewis, Duncan as Carell, Elle as Captain Mitchell Crick, Shona as Schlurp, and Jess as Lorelei Widewanderer. Our show is powered by a modified version of Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition. To learn about the custom rulings, mechanics, and aliens that make our game possible, you can visit our website, thejunketpodcast.com, or just ask us on Twitter at thejunketpod. Lastly, if you're both willing and able, you could support the show over on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash thejunketpodcast. That's all from me. See you in a fortnight.